What's in your diary? What's in your diary? What's in your diary? What's in your Hey, 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 it's Ty, and welcome to another episode of the Is Not Your Diary podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, y'all, how y'all doing? This is episode six. And wow, I've come a long way because what I was recording on before was just super unprofessional and yeah, I needed to upgrade. So I hope everything from last week went great. I hope y'all diaries are looking good and I'm gonna say diary and journal. I know everybody is not like for the whole diary thing. I hope everybody had the chance to really dial in and figure out the direction that you're going to go in life, figure out who you are a little better, even if it's not the direction of your life, but just figuring out who you are as a person and owning that and being confident in that. I think that's just super important for all of us, honestly, men and women to really be secure in who we are. And I do want to share with y'all because I did a little list of who I am and this has nothing to do with this episode, but just to follow up to backpedal on last episode, who I am to the core, who I look like to the world, and then who I am internally, and then my purpose and my gift. So just to share I'm just going to share, I guess, who I am at the core and I am spiritual. I'm a leader and a mentor. I'm creative. I'm a giver. I'm emotional and I'm an aquaphile. And that one, I know nobody knows what that is, but it kind of sounds like another word that's pretty bad but aquaphile is somebody who loves being in water and I think really accepting who you are is very important because it'll just help you approach every situation in life differently but also being true to your core and who you are and if you can apply all these things who you are to the core once you figure out your purpose and really sit in who you are as a person I think who you are to the core will just bring itself to the light so I mean as we get on into this episode this one is gonna be a very transparent episode and I'm gonna have to be extremely vulnerable on this one like I prayed on this topic and actually this topic kind of came to me when I was listening to a few different sermons and It's just what it is, so let's get on into it. I think for a very long time, our families have put so much emphasis on going to the gym and being physically fit and, you know, your health, your health. Everybody screams about your health, but they don't tell you, like, oh, your mental health is important. It's like they don't even, like it doesn't register. Like how do you expect somebody to be in the gym? You know, I feel like going to the gym and working out becomes like what people do when they know 
they are dealing with some pain and they need to heal from something, but they're like in the gym and they pushing these weights because they so frustrated or they're running so hard and so fast because a part of them is just so broken. And this is a way to turn from what's really going on because there's no way to be physically fit and healthy, mentally, physically, and emotionally when like you haven't addressed what's really going on down in the core. And I don't know who this message is for, but let me just tell y'all when it was a point in our premarital counseling when we took a test and it was like saving your marriage before it starts. And this test pretty much breaks down who you are and you have to answer some serious questions. And one of the questions on the test it asks like, because um, it's trying to understand what type of problems will come up later in the relationship. And I feel like a lot of times we suppress the things that we've gone through. So one of the tests, um, one of the questions was about abuse. And then it'll come back, you know, and it'll tell you, like it'll ask like, have you ever been uh, mentally abused? Have you ever been physically abused? Have you ever been sexually abused? Have you ever been emotionally abused? And it asks you like in depth a little bit, kind of like what it was. And then you go through your answers and your results. And basically when my results came back, um, cause I did answer that I had been physically, I mean, cause now physical abuse is just like your parents beating you. But um, I also answer, I had been sexually abused and when I was talking to our coach, it was kind of just like, you know, like, yeah, it happened, but it's something that I had suppressed or something that happened when I was so young that I didn't really realize in my mind what had happened. So then when I like thought about it, like, oh, have I? It was just like, it goes over my head. And even in therapy, it was just something that I never had really talked about. Even in therapy, it was just like, well, yeah, it happened. Like, I was molested when I was a kid, but it didn't register because at that time, I thought it was normal. And I thought it was like a normal thing. I Like, when you're a kid, you don't really realize how things affect you. But once you get a little older, like if I had been an older child... I, it probably would have affected me way more, but it's just crazy. Like I suppressed something that made me uncomfortable for so much of my life. And then, so this started a whole process where I went back from the first memory that I could remember. And I'm like, okay, I need to figure out like what has shaped me into who I am. And I just remember after that happening, I was for a very long time, I was like afraid of boys. Like I just didn't want to be close to them. Like if they talked to me, sometimes they didn't even have to say anything to me. I would just kick them. I just want them to stay like, don't come near me. Don't call me pretty. Don't speak to me like I just did not like it and I never understood why and then 
I would say when I, I would say for a long time, like I used to feel like I didn't want to have kids. I didn't want to ever be with a man. I just wanted to adopt kids. It was a lot. Like it was a lot. But to me, it was so simple. It was like a switch went off in my mind that told me because of how people may have dealt with me or handled me when I was a child, when I, I didn't even know nothing about having kids, but my parents had me when they were young. And so they would always tell me, don't have kids, you know, don't become a teen mom. And that also, it's like all these things that people put on you. People put their insecurities and their issues on their children. So all these things made me feel like I wasn't able to be a mom. I would never be able to be a mom. And then when I actually got into a relationship or a few relationships, it was like, wow, you know, this attention from guys isn't so bad. Like it makes me feel completely different. And, you know, at that point I was kind of over it because my fear, sorry, my fear was that these guys were like evil. Like I thought that what they would be doing is evil. And at that point, I think I kind of suppressed it because it honestly didn't come back out. I mean, I, told my boyfriend at some point but we never even to this day have never really discussed in depth like a little bit but I mean it's something that now like I'm completely open to talking about because like I've accepted it it's just a part of who I am and but this had this is why me and my mom had so many issues. I felt like at one point she was supposed to protect me. She used to let me go with people who, you know, who whose children were seeing them do things and the children thought that they could do what their parents was were doing. And I think this is very important because at a certain age your kids should probably not be sleeping in your room and I don't know it's just a lot of things at this point that I felt like now that I'm a parent it's like I have to be so conscious of like what I expose my son to because he'll grow up and then he'll think certain things are normal because I know those children now like I have no relationship with them really at this point in my life but I know these children are either very broken um, or have realized now that like, wow, like that wasn't normal. And I'm sure they were just thinking that it was a normal thing. But so, yeah, I mean, I feel like this is something that people never ever talk about. Like this is something that I've never even talked to my friends about just because honestly, I don't ever want to make them feel uncomfortable I don't want them to feel sorry for me I don't want a pity party it's like we all deal with things and all the things that we go through help to mold us into the people that we are so yeah I know that was a lot but I think we have to be extremely careful because healing is just super important and it's like what if I got married 
and I had all this baggage just hanging over me because like I would do different things and it was really just because like I had practiced for so long I was like guarding myself so the way I would move the things that I would do the way I would respond the way I would act it literally all stemmed from this one thing that happened to me that doesn't really have like I didn't physically feel like it was impacting me I didn't mentally feel like it was impacting me but it was impacting me because if it wasn't then I wouldn't have been responding to different things in my life like it was and I think sometimes going all the way back to that first memory that you can remember is very important and then remembering everything from every year since then can only help you and going through those emotions so I literally sat down and this is an exercise that you can do get you get your diary your journal your notebook a piece of paper, your phone, you can talk it out or you can write it out, um, record yourself, voice note, anything, but start back from the first memory that you can remember, that you can truly remember. And the first memory that I can remember is like breaking, I dropped a glass of milk and I was a kid. I don't know how old I was, but I remember my mom and my dad were in my grandma's living room and I dropped a glass of milk and I was so scared. And I just remember like feeling how I felt then. And now when I drop things on the floor, especially glass and it just shatters, that same feeling comes back. Not that it's a traumatic feeling, but it's a feeling of like, oh, like you're scared because it's like, oh, I don't want to step in it. I just feel something. I got to clean it up. You know, it's all these thoughts and it's that's how things have affected us. And whether it's like um, losing a friend, like losing my grandma was another thing for me that I had to grow past. I had to really grow in it, accept it and move past it. And this healing journey I'm realizing is just so important. And I'm really seeing how it affects every little detail about you, how it affects how you talk, how you walk, how you respond, what friends you keep. And let me tell you, like, I was attracted to my boyfriend because we were both damaged. Like, it's so crazy. Every guy that I've ever dated, and what's crazy is in one year, I dated like four different guys, and that is not okay. But besides that, they none of them ever lived with their parents they none of them had good relationship with their parents or they were like single moms but most of them didn't live with their parents like it was so weird and I just remember when I was in high school my mom pointed out to me like it's she said it's not good when a guy doesn't live with his parents to have a relationship with his parents I mean at the time I didn't care because I'm a kid but also, she had to realize why that was, but honestly, I was just attracted to guys with a good sense of humor, and that's all I paid attention to. Because of the fact that I wasn't happy, I just 
wanted, I needed someone to make me laugh. And that's why I was attracted to that. And I needed love from those people. But guess what? People with a really, really crazy sense of humor are broken. Like that's their defense mechanism. Like they're funny and they can joke and laugh and play all the time because it's easier for them to cope. And like here again, we don't see those stars to be able to connect them. But the closer we grow in our relationship with God, he reveals these things to us. Like I didn't figure out all these things by myself, you know, from sitting down and being in the presence of God and studying the Bible and studying my word and my scriptures and sermons, that's how I'm able to see these things. And like, he shows me pretty much puts a mirror up to my life every now and then. But so yeah, like I was saying, I was attracted to broken men. And I think sometimes us women get in this place where why are no good guys attracted to me or why are only the bad ones approaching me and none of them want to take me out and none of them want to marry me. And like, we have all these standards, but we have all this baggage. And I'm not saying women, I'm saying in general, as people, as a human race, we just don't put enough emphasis on healing And checking the backpack that's on our back that we've had since the day we were born and checking it and making sure that we don't have extra stuff in it that we don't need. And the healing process is pretty much like a backpack, you know, it's it's this backpack that's on your back that God gave you the day that you entered this earth. And as we grow, we collect things. And sometimes we collect things that we should have gotten rid of about 10 years ago. And then we're wondering why these guys are attracted to us. Well, like he's that guy or that girl or whoever, you know, they see something in you that they need. They see something in you that they love. They see insecurity. They see hurt. They see pain. They see damage. They see they see someone that's ignorant and who has all these insecurities. And it's like, and then we wonder, we wonder what it is, but it's the proof is in the pudding and it's on your back and you need to take that book bag off and go through it and throw away everything you don't need. You got pencils in there that don't have erasers. Throw them away. You might think you can still use it. You might want to hold on to it because you might need to write something out, but you don't need it. Like, you got notebooks in there that don't got no pages. You just got covers. Like, we just need to throw everything away. We got markers that ain't working We have all these things and the sooner we get rid of the baggage that we're carrying on our backs and the sooner we figure out what we need, then we're able to heal. Once we throw away everything that we don't need, we're able to heal and different people are attracted to us. God presents different opportunities to us. So evaluating that 
like everybody evaluate your book bags that are you carrying on your back all that baggage that you got let's cleanse it's time for a cleanse because we all trying to get healthy we all all our goal in life is to be happy and how can you truly be happy when you're carrying around five pounds of empty baggage like this stuff is just weighing down on you you know things have happened to you and you've completely changed you let one bad thing or two bad things or even a lifetime of bad things like God is trying to put us in a different place and he can't do that because we're holding on to this baggage that he's trying he's yanking it away from you you got people in your life friends in your life that keep telling you to get rid of it get rid of that guy that hurt you get rid of that girl who's manipulating you get rid of that family member because they keep bringing negativity into your life we're holding on to things because we think we have to and then you constantly hear people around you what did i tell you what God means for you to have, what's meant for you, it's going to constantly be on your mind. And if you realize what you really focus on, and if you notice it's something that's damaging to you, it's because God is trying to get you to let that thing go. And I honestly didn't want to get on this podcast and be this transparent, but I also know that a lot of people can relate to this situation, probably in a completely different way, but the more we are able to face and empty is better so let's start there from the time you graduate from high school i think until the time you are about to graduate from college it's just a super important time to find this healing and i know a lot of people are not in that age range but just thinking about like who will hear this people who are in this age need to know that this is a very important time to heal from any childhood trauma And when I say trauma, I mean any and everything. Like if you lost friends when you were a child, like you need to come into adulthood whole because you will start to see that when you get into different environments, all the trauma, the damage, the hurt, the pain, it all comes out. No matter what type of environment it is, it's going to come out eventually. The real world will accept your brokenness and I need you to write this point down the real world will expose your brokenness because once you're in a real world you're taken way out of your comfort zone like at your job in your relationship whether it's once you have children your friendships school your family any it doesn't matter all these things that you used to do just fine once you're in the real world once you're out of your comfort zone who you are is gonna show and you will be put in situations where you don't want to feel what you feel but there might be things that happen that trigger you you know once I had my son I definitely felt like I was just so overprotective because I didn't want anybody to hurt him. And I didn't want to trust somebody that I couldn't trust with him. And going to the hospital right after we had him, it was like, I had to trust all these people that I didn't know with my son. 
And it was like, how am I going to trust these people? I don't know them. I don't know what they're capable of. And I was in my head. And this is part of the reason why, like, your faith isn't strong. You get in your head. And that can really do more damage than good. But that's a whole nother thing. But yeah, you'll start to see your brokenness show. The older you get, the more you see how what you went through as a child affects you. Because as an adult, you're a broken child. You're an adult, but you're broken because you never healed. Because you still have all this broken stuff in your book bag. You carrying around broken glass. And it's like, why? You look silly. And I understand that it's hard. But if you don't take one step, you'll never be able to take two steps. And if you don't take two steps, you'll never be able to take three steps. And I heard something that was super wise and I wanted to share it with y'all it said watch your thoughts because those thoughts become words watch your words because they become actions watch your actions because they become habits and then watch your habits because they become character watch your character because they become your destiny and then after that like that's how we get here you know We've let things in our life that happen to us become our destiny when God only meant for it to be a lesson. You know, that was supposed to be temporary. That pain that I might have allowed you to go through was supposed to build you in a different way. And now you're holding on to it and you have broken glass in your book bag now. And you were supposed to throw it out. You were supposed to move past it and now you're living with it. How do you live with that? And it's on your back. It gotta hurt. It has to cause you pain. And I keep trying to get you to let go of it and you keep carrying it. So I think being able to come together and move past everything that has hurt us. If you're, if it's your friends, if it's your parents, if it's somebody in your family, if it's somebody that you don't know, if it's like a complete stranger, if it's the loss of a loved one, if it's, you know, it could be so many things. It could be the fact that you might have been overweight your whole life like me that was a insecurity that I had for so long and it's like now I'm finally in a place where it's like okay you know I have my son now I gotta figure out how I can get mentally healthy so I can be able to get physically healthy but I knew that I wouldn't be able to commit to going to the gym or eating right if I'm mentally not healthy then I'm just Putting everything else on going to the gym. Now I'm obsessed with the gym. Now I'm going all the time. Now I have eating disorders. Now, you know, it's just a a ripple effect that we don't want. That's not what we want. We want health. We want everything to be healthy. So yeah, God is working all these things together in our lives because he's trying to create who he needs us to be. And if we get so caught up in where we are or the hurt that we feel and it's just overloading our minds, like if you feel like you've gone through something and it's something that you think about all the time or you feel like someone hurt you and now you have all these coping mechanisms, like I'm not going to let this person get close. I'm I'm not going to text you first. I'm not going to let you come over like. If you have all these coping mechanisms or you feel like you have, you can't be who you want to be. Like you feel like you're in a shell and there's a weight on you and 
you want to say more, you want to be more, or you just feel like you're locked and you're trapped in what happened to you and you just can't get out. Like now's the time. Like we're at a point where it's now or never. If we don't do it now, we're going to suffer forever. If we do it later, we're going to suffer from now until then. But if we decide to start the process now, like, yes, it's going to be hard. Yes, it's going to hurt. But guess what? Pain is a part of life. And for so, like, for so long, I think we got this idea in our heads that we should never go through any pain and that pain is bad. But it's going to create us into the people that we need to be. Just trust me on that. And like, yeah, you might not like being uncomfortable, but guess what? If you're never uncomfortable, how do you learn how to be comfortable when uncomfortable situations happen? I'm going to repeat that because that might have been a little much. But if God never puts you in an uncomfortable position, if you've never felt uncomfortable ever in your life, if things have always been roses and lilies for you, what what are you going to do when it rains? Well, the sun has always been out. I don't know what to do. Well, there you go. If you've never been uncomfortable, if you've never been taken out of your comfort zone, when things happen, they'll affect you so much and you will feel like you can't breathe. You'll feel like you're about to die. That's not where we're trying to be. We're trying to learn how to live in our discomfort. We're trying to be happy in our discomfort. We're trying to be whole in our discomfort. We're trying to learn to love in our discomfort. And that's one thing that I've even learned once again in my premarital because I was, when I was younger, I thought if I wasn't happy that I would just break up with you and move on to the next person. I didn't know how to be, I didn't know how to be uncomfortable. I didn't know how to be, It. I mean, a lot of it was because I didn't know who I was. I wasn't secure in who I was. A lot of insecurity, no confidence. And, but now it's like, I'm trying to be comfortable in the discomfort in my waiting season and be okay with it. And that is where I am right now. And I'm okay, you know, I'm I'm just fine. I'm in my waiting season. It's very uncomfortable. I'm completely out of my comfort zone. But guess what? All your blessings will happen in your discomfort. If you get a blessing in your comfort zone when you haven't taken any risks, when you haven't done anything different, let me know. Let me know when... Your life is perfect and you're still getting blessings. Let me know when the trouble stop. Let me know when you can go through a whole year with no rain, a whole year with no storms, a whole year with flowers looking beautiful on a beach with a drink in your hand and life is great. Just let me know. I don't think there's any person, even when you reach your true purpose and potential when you're right where God needs you to be. Even then, you'll have to learn how to be comfortable in the discomfort. Because guess what? The only way to grow is to come out of your comfort zone, to take that step 
And this is honestly a learning process for me as well. So it's like we're all on this train together. You know, we all on this train. We all got our backpacks on that we about to go through and check them and get all that bad stuff out. But like we're all together. We're all on the same train. And as long as we keep moving forward, as long as we take that first step to heal, as long as we take that second step, then we'll get to the third step. Then we'll get to the fourth step. And everything will come full circle once we're out of that waiting season. But guess what? Your gift for getting out of that season, your gift from healing from this situation is God is going to give you another situation. And it might not be the same. It might be different. But guess what? Now you know how to get through it. So I don't want to take up too much of y'all time. But for this journal, is two different parts to it. I have a few questions and then I have like a journal entry that I want you to just do maybe, I want to say for like a month. So your questions for this healing process and once again, really be in the moment and be present when you're really thinking about these questions. So the first one is, Who are you at your core? The second question is, what are your likes and dislikes? These are just general, general questions. The third question is, what do you need to feel loved? The fourth question, where are you mentally? The fifth question, Where are you physically? And the sixth question, where are you emotionally? So with these questions, it's kind of like a report card. You're grading yourself on where you are so that you know what steps you have to take to get to where you want to be. Because once you answer all these questions, I would like you to draw a line under it. Make sure you put the date. I don't know if everybody puts the date on their journal entries, but I do just so I can date it, you know, because I'm going to pass my journal down to my kids, my journals, because I'm already on the second one halfway through it. I don't know how, but I'm I'm moving y'all. But yeah, so draw a line under there and then under that. Under your line, I want you to go in and write where you want to be and then go in and write down the steps that you need to take to get there. So whether you need to go to therapy, whether you need to study your word, whether you need to go to a few Bible studies, whether you need to just sit down and listen to gospel music and pray it through and ask God to heal me, you know, if If your ultimate goal is for healing, you can sit down with your Bible, with your Bible app, with your music playing, anything, and just say, God, Lord, heal me, Lord, heal me, Lord. Talk to him because there is no way to achieve ultimate healing, complete peace of mind without him in some way, shape, or form. And then for part two of it so for one month this is this might be a huge commitment for some people I know 
Me personally, I've been working on my discipline. Self-discipline is super important when you become an adult. And I didn't know how important it was until recently. But yeah, so um, for our other assignment, I want y'all to write down five things you're grateful for every day for one month. Now, if you want to split it up, because I know every day is hard and this is our first thing of doing it like this. So either do seven days a week for two weeks or for one month, you do five days. So just do during the day or like before you go to sleep during the week. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for one month. So you either do seven days straight. Well, 14 days straight, but yeah, two weeks straight or you can split it up or you can do the whole thing. I know some people have to take things step by step. That's kind of how I am. Sometimes I have to start slow. It's like a process. Like, okay, first I have to wrap my mind around it. Yeah, but try that and we're really trying to do this and write down the question the the sorry write down the assignment so the assignment is you put the date the assignment is to write down five things you're grateful for every day for one month just go ahead and write that one month down and modify it how you want to you know you don't have to listen to me but let's just take those steps to ultimately find our healing because healing is a gift and we should be able to give that to ourselves we should be able to give this gift like doing this this is a gift that we're giving to our families like once you save all your diaries or once you save all your voice notes or your videos or whatever you have this is truly a gift that we can give at some point in our lives So really taking those steps to achieve whatever your goal is. If your goal is to know who you are more, pray that. Pray for it. And if you need help praying, I would love to pray with you. I mean, honestly, I'm still a baby in Christ. So we're going to work it out. I mean, we don't have a choice at this point. It's heal or be healed. So if you not getting healed, you're going to help somebody else heal. And it's just going to be a cycle because if we can put each other down and talk about each other and be so negative all the time, we can lift each other up. We can help each other find healing. We can do this thing as a community. So yeah, that's episode six. We moving and I hope everybody is finding these podcasts super helpful please leave me a review like follow me on twitter at it's not your diary pod and instagram same name for both i have not been active on twitter at all and i'm sorry but the way my life's set up i'm trying to get better but yeah and i'm just gonna tell y'all for the next episode first off i'm sorry that i'm a day late But I hope I still deliver. I hope I was able to connect with y'all even though I was a day late. I'm sorry, but I got my new equipment and there were a few things that a friend of mine 
share with me and I was like okay if I need to fix this before the next episode goes up then that's what I gotta do because it gotta be A1 so yeah in the next episode there will be a guest on so yeah tune in hopefully the same time but of course it's gonna be the same place next week see y'all later